0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for January 16th. I'm Paul White. We are in Genesis 21. Yesterday, we didn't read any verses. We just referenced the entire 20th chapter, all 18 verses of Genesis 20, as we dealt with Abraham's journey into the land of Abimelech, or Abimelech's land, where he lies about Sarah being his sister. Now, 21 is the fulfillment of of a long-standing promise in which God has told Abraham that he is going to bless his seed and multiply them. But he he and Abraham have had an argument, remember, a couple chapters ago. Abraham wished that God could do that through Ishmael, but God promised to do it through Isaac. We then took a little foray into Galatians to see why Paul thought that was important, because Ishmael would be born of the flesh, Isaac would be born of promise, Being born of promise meaning that God would be the miraculous giver of the child. Where I didn't read any verses yesterday, I want to read seven verses today because the seven verses that kick off Genesis 21 tell the story of Sarah and Abraham having Isaac. But it includes some interesting words and I want to dig into those today. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Now I'll stop there for a moment to explain this. The word Isaac is literally the Hebrew word for laughter. So they named their son Laughter or To Laugh. Verse four, then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Remember, God commanded this back in chapter 17. Now, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh and all who hear will laugh with me. Really a little closer in the Hebrews, God has made laughter for me. God didn't make me laugh. God has given me laughter. She also said, verse 7, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. This is is how I handle these moments in Scripture as a teacher. Because I try to teach it as a student, too. I'm searching. So before I come on to talk to you about a text, I'll read it and think about it. And I try and land on multiple things, but I pay heavy attention to the first thing. And by first thing I mean, what is the first thing that strikes me about a text? What do I think of first? Because usually that's what I think of the most. I've also found that what I think of first is not only what I think of most, but it's what I remember the longest. So I've been reading the Bible as long as I can read. I've been preaching for nearly 30 years. So I've preached a lot of stuff. What have I said about texts? What have I said about stories? That's usually the first thing that comes to mind and it's, the first, and it's the longest standing thing. So in a year or five years or 10 years, if you say, what do you think about this text? Those first things are going to be what come up the most where I have to discipline myself as a student is to give some attention, if not equal or more attention, to what comes second or third or fourth. And as I do that, what I have found is I can recondition myself. I can start to think to what I would have thought of second or third or fourth because I've given them enough attention that they start to mean more to me. And that might be a little behind the curtain as to how I think, I get questions from people all of the time as to my biblical interpretation method or how I see things the way I see them, and that's one thing that I do. Well, when I look at Genesis 21 and I see that Isaac is born, my first thought, of course, is that God did what he said he would do, which is a, pretty much how the chapter opens. That God visited the way he said he would visit. He gave the son to Abraham and to Sarah. But when I get past that first thought and start to really dig in and land somewhere else, what I've given more wrestling to is something I pointed out when we were reading it, that she names the son Laughter, and that she doesn't do that out of rebellion. Remember, Sarah laughed when the angels visited Abraham and said that Sarah would bear a son. She laughed in her heart, and God said, did you laugh? You laughed when I said that. And she said, I didn't laugh. And God said, oh, but you did laugh. And she, sh- she could have let that really destroy her, really cause her problems. But what jumps out at me is that she's embraced it. Listen, if you can't learn to laugh at yourself, you're going to be miserable in life. You're going to say things and do things that are silly, things you wish you could take back. Hopefully, they're not too hurtful. Hopefully, you don't take them so far they do irreparable damage. But learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to accept where you messed up and accept your failures. Because if you're not going to laugh at them, you're probably also not going to learn from them. But learning to laugh at yourself is healthy. So what I take away now when I look at this text is Sarah learned something. God made me laugh and everyone who hears me is going to laugh with me. Why everyone who hears me? Because every time I introduce my son, I'm, I'm saying, Hello, let me introduce you to my son. His name is Laughter. And that's going to make people smile. And you know what I'm going to make the most out of that moment that I laughed at God's provision by always reminding myself that God provided in spite of my laughter and that maybe I'll be able to laugh in spite of myself. And if I walk away with anything, it is that I should probably do the same. Laugh in spite of myself. Laugh. I got a lot of stuff. I, I made a lot of bad decisions. I have did things that, looking back, preached things, looking back, said things, looking back, and go, man, that's embarrassing. I wouldn't want anybody to know that. Okay, learn to laugh about it. Learn to put it the past in the past and help it, use it to inform the future. That's exactly what she's doing with her laughter. Every time she sees Isaac, she's reminded of it. Look what God can do in the middle of my laughter. Hagar and Ishmael depart. We start to dig in tomorrow from deeper in 21. See you then. God bless.